Hey there, everybody. This is Mr. P with Mr. P Explorers. And if you are tuning in right now, you are here for yet another edition of Mr. P's Tales from the Road. Uh, I, I, I want to begin by saying today, I hope everybody's staying cool. Uh, here in Northeast Ohio, it is not as hot as it was last week. It's, it's come down. It's, it's comfortable, if not still humid. Uh, I know some of you guys out there in the rest of the country are still boiling your asses off. I hope things are cooling down. Fall is almost upon us, all right? So hang in there. It's almost here. Uh, a cooler, cooler times are coming. I happen to like fall. Not everybody agrees with me on that, but eh, you know, whatever. Um, I also want to say thank you to everybody who's been giving me uh, constructive criticism and, and comments and and, and, and and that kind of thing the last couple of weeks. Uh, a lot of people have started to, to get in touch with me and tell me they've seen the show and, and, and you know talking about what they liked and what they didn't like. I appreciate it. Uh, all of that stuff always comes in handy when I'm planning the next show. So, you know, and, and let's face it, I do this for you guys. I'm doing this uh, to, 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 you know, tell some stories and that kind of thing. So I, I want to know what you have to say about it. Uh, so I appreciate that. Anybody who's contacted me, uh, messaged me, whatnot, thank you. It's huge. It's a huge help. Um, can't do this without you guys. So, uh, And sometimes you guys do jog my memory. Uh, so much stuff has gone on in the last four or five years, exploring-wise, and, 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 and travels, that sometimes I forget what I've done. So sometimes when you guys say something or ask a question or, or make a comment, uh, it jogs something and it kind of kicks the creative process back into gear. So thank you for that. Um, Always appreciate it. Um, before we get started on the story today, you know, the topic of the day, I, I, I want to kind of make a shameless plug here. Um, kind of a, kind of a, uh, oh, how do I want to say this? A, a come to the dark side message here, if you will. All right. Uh, and before you turn away and before you, before you, you know, fast forward through this or click off with this, this kind of affects everybody uh, in, in a certain way. So let me, let me make my pitch here. All right. You guys have heard me talk about um, kind of how uh, photography on social media has kind of declined over the last, you know, year or two, uh, especially on Instagram. If you're on Instagram, if you explore and you do photography and you, you post there regularly, you know that things have gone downhill. You know that the CEO of that company is like, nope, we're not a photography platform anymore. So forget it. You know, hell with you guys. Um, and you've noticed that your reach has gone through the floor. All right. Um, let me make a pitch to you guys. All right. I have, you know, over the last couple weeks, um, made a jump to Twitter. All right. I'm still doing Instagram, but I made a, a trip over to Twitter and I am having a blast. All right. Uh, it, it, there's so much more interaction there. Uh, there's so much more going on there. Uh, there's no goddamn algorithm to deal with, so you don't have that problem. Uh, people, you can post whatever you want, whenever you want, and the algorithm doesn't 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 smack your wrist for for posting too much. Uh, you can post, and it's, it's great. It's uh, it, it, the people there, the, the the photography community over there that I'm meeting has been fantastic. I've been meeting people from all over the planet um, that I would not have met uh, through through Instagram. So uh, it's a great way to get your photography out there and also to see what other people are doing and get ideas from other people. Um, even if you're not uh, a photographer, even if you just like seeing artwork, you know, you can you can come over to Twitter and set up your Twitter account so that all you see is art and you can comment on it. And, and, and it's, it's, it's really cool. Um, I think this is where kind of things are heading for now. 
Uh, I have no idea what the future brings, but I, I kind of, if, if unless you're into the videos and the the, the the reels and all that, which I'm not, uh, Instagram's kind of a, everybody's moving away from that. So let me make that small quick pitch. All right, if if you're if you're really into photography and you're into urban exploration and you're into you know posting your work, the art that you busted your ass to to shoot and edit and and put out there, you're gonna get a lot more love and a lot more feedback from Twitter. So I'm just going to say that right now. Um, come on over and say hi. You know, if you have a Twitter account and, and, you're, fo- and you're not following me, hop on over and follow me. I'm at, uh, at Explores Mister. That's the tag they gave me. So it's just Explores, no spaces, Mister. Um, I'll put it in the comments or in the, uh, the body of the, uh, yeah, over on, uh, you'll be able to see it in the comments. All right. Um, so yeah, come on over. If you're not, what do you have to lose? Give it a shot. It does take a little bit of time to get moving. All right, it, it does suck starting over. I do understand that. A lot of us have spent a lot of time, years, creating these accounts on Instagram and building these followings. Um, and you can still do that. Don't don't get me wrong. You can still do that. But on Twitter, you know, it, it it does it does take you know maybe a week or two to get rolling. But once you do, it, it picks up quick. Um, especially if you interact with other people. If you interact with other photographers and you, you comment and you retweet. And, and that, here's, a, here's a cool thing that you might not know. All right, On Instagram, when you post, people just scroll through and like your stuff. And, and you guys know that these days the algorithm doesn't even let the people that follow you see your stuff, so nobody's liking your stuff. Over on, on Twitter, if someone likes your picture, uh, your photo, they can retweet it to their feed, and everybody in their friends list or that follows them will also see it, uh, which then can get that. Re- it, 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 the possibilities of, of, a, of a work that you've done being seen by thousands is pretty good on Twitter. So just something to think about. If you have a photography business, if you uh, just want your art to get out there, if you want to meet other photographers, if you want to whatever, all right, uh, Give it a shot. Uh, it's worth it. Um, come on over and visit me, and I will definitely I will help you. I will retweet. I will I will comment. I will help you out as best I can, uh, whenever I can, when I see you. All right. Uh, that's the great thing, and, that, and that's the one thing I want to point out too is that everybody helps each other out on 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 Twitter as opposed to Instagram. Instagram tends to be a, a, a you know me mine. I'm all in this for me. This is mine. All right. Uh, over at, at Twitter, it's more of a community which I like. Uh, Instagram is not so much a community. It's a free-for-all, you know, everybody for themselves. So uh, if you're really wanting to check that out, I would highly recommend it. That's my shameless plug. I would also like to mention that Flickr uh, is possibly a place to make a comeback. I'm looking at that as well, but that's not as exciting as, as, as what I'm seeing over on Twitter. So that's my that's my shameless plug today. All right, before we get to our story, so if you're looking for a place to, to really share your stuff, head on over. Uh, come look me up. I will be happy to help help you build your your uh, your your uh, your account your uh, your feed. So anyway, so that's that. Uh, what I wanted to talk today this 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 uh, this next thing uh, that I want to talk about comes again from a listener who messaged me with a question. All right, a lot of times my my shows get formed by questions, and the question that that was raised this time was, Have you ever been caught exploring? And the answer to that is yes. <laughs> okay, um, I've talked about it in other shows. Um, 
but I kind of wanted to talk about uh, that today. Uh, I have a couple funny stories, a couple you know amusing stories to tell, and then uh, talk about how how you don't get caught, how you how you do this and not um, you know come away with you know problems. Um, so two, I, get, I have two stories for you guys today. One of them, one of them happened in Chicago, Illinois. That's right, the Windy City. Uh, this was about, I want to say it was two or three summers ago. I want to say it was before COVID, or right? Maybe it was during? I can't remember. It was so long ago anyway. Uh, my girlfriend and I were, were heading up towards Chicago. We, we, had a, we, we were spending a couple days in that vicinity. Uh, we had spent a day in Joliet, uh, exploring some stuff in Joliet, which is just south of Chicago, um, you know, where the Blues Brothers were from, all right? You know, or where they at least were in jail. Anyway, um, we, we, we went up, and we were, gonna, we, were, we were on our way to Wisconsin. We were going to go up to Wisconsin and see some friends of ours, uh, the same people that we had uh, that I talked about on the show a couple weeks ago. Uh, we were up to, uh, up to Wisconsin. We stopped in Chicago for a couple of days, and one of the first places we stayed, the first day we were there, you know, we, we, we went, and we were going to check out one location before we called it a day. Right, we had come up from from Joliet, and before we went to the hotel, we were going to stop at this one location out in the suburbs to do some photography. So, what is this place? This place was an old rail trestle, right? A steel trust rail trestle that that carried two uh, two rails over. I want to say it was the South Platte River. It was one of those rivers that comes in, in into into Chicago. All right. Um, and you know, it, it's in the suburbs, it's out, it's out, it's not in the middle of the city, it's out in the suburbs, you know, there's houses, there's businesses, you know, but there's these old tracks, uh, that run, uh, across a main road and then off probably about a quarter mile and they run over the river. It's a really cool bridge. Now, why were we going to go check this bridge out? Why was it that exciting? Uh, uh, somebody from Chicago had talked, had been talking to me and had told me that this was called the Rainbow Bridge. Like, all right, what's the Rainbow Bridge? Well, apparently, uh, one of the tracks had been removed at one point, and somebody had gone out there with various colors of spray paint and had colored all of the railroad ties in various rainbow colors. And I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. I want to go check that out. So uh, that's what we did. We we parked at a, a uh, shopping center uh down probably about a quarter mile down the tracks right where the road is at we parked there and we just we just walked the tracks and i assumed and this is where assuming stuff always gets you in trouble i assumed these tracks were defunct all right they looked a little rusty uh they didn't look like many trains ran over them there was one track so it was probably just a like a siding for something you know for a business somewhere uh i didn't figure we'd have any trouble at all all right, so we we walk down the quarter mile and we we get to this bridge and it's 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 pretty cool. It's a, you know we we take our cameras out, we start shooting. Uh, there were these two kids sitting on the edge of the bridge. We're like, oh Christ, why are these old people here? Uh, they got up and left. Um, but we you know we were there about maybe fifteen twenty minutes, and my girlfriend says, oh look, I'm like what? She points back down the tracks, back from the way we came, and sure enough, walking down the tracks at a slow amble were two guys in gray, uh, gray business, not not business. Well, they meant business, but they were in like they were cops. All right, let's let's put it that way. All right, two two guys with the hats and the the gray clothes. I'm like, oh shit. Um, so rather, and here's the thing, we could have probably, when we saw them, we probably could have crossed the bridge and disappeared into the woods. Not going to do that, not going to do that, because, well, we'll get into that later. But 
Um, we walked towards these guys. We had our cameras out. We walked towards these guys. We did not run. Um, and I just, before they could even say anything, I'm like, oh, are we not supposed to be here? You know, totally playing dumb. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, this is this. Uh, yeah, you guys, you guys didn't see any signs. I'm like, no, I didn't see any signs. And we legitimately, we, we didn't see any signs. We did not see any signs. Um, he's like, yeah, this is an active track, and we've been having a lot of problems with kids over here. Uh, they, they come out here at night, and they jump off the bridge into the river, and it's, it's alcohol and drugs. And I'm like, oh. And, and you know, we, we played dumb the whole time, but as soon as we started telling them our story and, you know, how we're teachers and we're, you know, we're on a trip from Cleveland, and, you know, we, we kind of, the guy, these guys calmed right down. And, and they, they were, after that, they were the nicest guys you've ever met. All right. These two guys were probably like uh, they, they were probably just minding their P's and Q's in their patrol car. And the call came in. Hey, somebody's walking on the bridge. All right. Let's go check it out. Um, these guys were the nicest guys I've ever dealt with. And we, we stood there with them for 20 minutes talking about, you know, what it is we do. And as it turns out, they uh, on their off time would do the same thing. They were they, living in Chicago. They, they explored different buildings. They would get into these different places. And as cops, they kind of, you know. Like, yeah, we use that to our advantage to get into some of these abandoned places. I'm like, I'm sure you do. But these guys gave us a couple locations to go check out. So we, actually, in getting caught, it actually worked out fine. Um, but these guys, they, they, they basically told us at the end, they're like, look, we have to give you a warning at least because we have to tell our bosses we did something um, in this situation. We know you guys aren't here to cause trouble. Uh, we know you guys are leaving. No big deal. So that I actually have I have I have my ticket in a in a in a in a scrapbook somewhere. Uh, the ticket I, I saved that ticket. It's kind of funny. So um, that was one time we got caught. Now that's not a big deal. That's not a huge deal. But I will tell you guys this: um, if you've ever been on railroad property of any kind, even if you're there to just shoot, uh, you know, old abandoned sidings or whatever, whatever it is, uh, railroad cops are nobody you want to mess with. Um, especially Norfolk Southern CSX. They are the worst. They are worse than any police force I've ever dealt with in my entire life. They are cranky and they are pissed at all times. And they, uh, I, I don't know if they're just their guys that didn't, for some reason, get on the force that they wanted to get on, so they settled for rail cops. I don't know, but they, some of these guys are out for blood, and they will not hesitate to mess with you. Even if you're polite and, and nice and you promise to leave, they will run you through the ringer. Um, I personally have never run into anybody but these two guys, but the stories that I've heard from other people in certain situations... Uh, you just don't want to mess with them. So, you know, be careful if you ever go around railroad yard. First of all, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even trespass in a railroad yard. I would not do it. Um, you're asking for trouble. It's just, you're asking for, for serious problems. They may go beyond a ticket. All right. Um, you know, if you're going to shoot, shoot from a distance, shoot from someplace that you can duck back and you're gone. All right. From the road, preferably wherever. All right. Uh, that's my advice to you. Um, so yeah. Um, anyway, so the second story I want to tell you guys today, uh, has to do with West Virginia. And I'd love to do a whole show on West Virginia. I've done a lot of exploring down in West Virginia. Um, I would love to do, I'm going to do a separate show on that sometime, but I want to tell you guys this one story because it has to do with getting caught. Um, now, first of all, you're probably hearing West Virginia going, oh man, this has got to be good. 
Uh, people assume that West Virginia, you know, cops, you know, show up. And they're like, what you doing here, boy? Like, they're, they're assuming that. And this was not the case. But um, if you're thinking that, hold your thoughts. It actually turns out well in the end. If you're thinking, oh, this is not going to be good, it, it does turn out okay. Um, anyway... So this was, I want to say this was, this was winter, uh, this was like, I want to say 20, 2019, uh, in the winter time, and there was no snow, it had not snowed, uh, and a bunch of us went out, it was like maybe four of us, four or five of us went out on a Sunday adventure, uh, where we just, we went all over the place and hit a bunch of different things, you know, in, in southeast Ohio, and uh, I, that's when I, I chirped in and said, look, I have a pin I don't know how good it is, but it's not that far from here, and it's right on the other side of the river. Uh, it's a steel mill that's decommissioned and is being uh, slowly torn down. And of course, everybody's heads were, oh, steel mill. Let's go check that out. Uh, so we, we, we got in the car. We headed south southeast, uh, and we, we headed for a town called Weirton, West Virginia. Weirton, West Virginia. Weirton is right across the river from Ohio. Uh, I mean, it's. I mean, the, the steel mill is right there on the river. I mean, you can you can see across the river into Ohio from where we were at. Um, and we pull into this town, and it, it is your typical uh, steel town, you know, that has seen better days. You know, a lot of just kind of a rundown, tired-looking place. You know, you know that it had seen better days. Uh, a lot of people probably had left and had been, you know, looking for better jobs. And and as the steel industry collapsed and closed, you know. These towns collapse with them, so they were they were prepping this place slowly to be uh, d demolished, um, and slowly but surely have been taking pieces parts of it down. Luckily for us, at this point in the game, it was not that far gone. Uh, we had been told about this from a friend of ours, or I had been told about this from a friend of mine, um, who said, you know, who gave us the information on how to, you know, where to go and how to get in and all that. So we went down there and we parked our car and we we found this hole in the fence. Um, and we had to do a little climbing over some different things to get to get where we needed to go. Uh, but in the end, we managed to get into this steel mill. And, and immediately you could tell that they were in the process of taking this down. Uh, there were already a couple structures gone. Um, there were heaps of scrap everywhere. Uh, I don't know whether it was just a day where they weren't working. It was a Sunday. Maybe nobody was at work. But the place was dead. It was quiet. Uh, not a single person around anywhere. All right, no leaves on the trees. It was a very, it was just a very uh, surreal, dismal place. It was just this dead. You know, it's a, it's huge. It's a steel mill. It's got the giant blast furnaces. I mean, everything was there. Uh, very, very eerie place. Um, just rusting there in in the in the winter sun. All right, so we we go in and we start we start exploring this place. You know, we start with the first building we come to, and we're we're I mean we're talking we're going to be here for hours. This is going to be an all day, the rest of the day, um, if 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 we are lucky. So we spent the whole you know a couple hours there shooting. Um, it just and, and this place was magnificent. It had all these stairways and uh, gang you know gang planks and like all these different uh, walkways and stuff over over giant tubes and machinery and pipes. It was it, it looked like the scene in Aliens, right? Right where 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 Ripley goes at the end to fight the Queen Alien. Just all the just pipes and 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 who knows what else everywhere. Uh, it was a it was a photographer's dream. All right, and all of it was rusting, <laughs> so it was perfect. Um, so we spend 
an hour or two in in this one area. And uh, while we're there, my friend goes in to what used to be office areas, right? Because he's a third, he's a thorough kind of guy. He wanted to check out the whole place. I'm like, oh, their offices. I mean, go ahead. If you see something cool, let me know. He goes in there and he he's looking through all these different things, and he goes into this office. And what does he find in this office? But a ton of you know scrapper tools. He finds crowbars and. Uh, this is all kinds of different, you know, hammers, all the different kinds of tools used to pull metal apart and scrap, um, acetylene torches, that kind of stuff. And it's they're they're all sitting like in the corner in this like giant army duffel bag. Like someone had carried them in there and had left them there. Okay, and we didn't think anything of it because we assumed, all right, well, if they're taking this place apart, it makes sense that they're leaving their stuff here. Okay. Um, so we move on. We move on. We hit a couple different buildings. We're shooting some outside stuff. And finally, we come out of one of these buildings. We walk out. And standing across this little bridge from us is the sheriff. And you knew he was the sheriff right away because he had the hat. I mean, he had the sunglasses. He, I mean, he had the look. He, you knew this dude was in charge. Okay, And that wasn't the worst part. The sheriff had a dog. All right, and I'm not talking about a little. I'm talking like you know one of those big police dogs that could that could rip a piece off of your ass if it got a hold of you. All right, and he just stood. And he, as soon as he saw us, he looked at us and said, "Hey." And at that point, I mean, there's no point in running. If you run, it's just going to be worse. So we we walk up to this guy, and we're like, "We're we're we're going to get we're going to get tickets for this. There's no way we're going we're not going to get in trouble for this." Um, his deputy comes out. And it's funny, his deputy was the complete opposite of this guy. He was kind of a, an older guy with a big old walrus mustache, right? Just kind of a, a heavier set guy. Um, I, I don't even know how to explain the... the I mean, they, that, put that into your head, all right? This, this tall, uh, lanky um, guy with sunglasses and then the short squat guy with the mustache, all right? Obviously, the, the sheriff and the deputy. And these guys... Uh, Again, we just, I just, I, I laid it out. I did the talking. I did the talking. I'm like, look, let me, let me handle this. Um, and I told them, you know, we're, we're here. We didn't realize this was, 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 uh, no, we didn't see any signs. And someone told us we could come and take shots. And, and, uh, these guys actually turned out to be some of the nicest police officers I've ever met. Again, um, they, once they found out that we were photographers and that we weren't there to do anything to the place, they were fine. Turns out, the, the reason they came was because in that office, where that scrapper stuff was, there were cameras set up. Apparently, there was a scra- an illegal scrapping operation going on where these guys were coming in at night and uh, scrapping out stuff and taking it out and leaving before morning. They were doing it illegally. The people that owned the plant were not sanctioning their scrapping. Um, and they were leaving their stuff in this office. Well, the owner found out about it. Right and, and and wanted to catch these guys in the act. So he set up cameras that instantly, when the cameras went off, it, it alerted the police, and the police would come. So my friend, in being curious, uh, had, had set off this camera, and immediately the cops came with the dog, thinking that we were the scrappers. So you know, when he saw that we weren't scrappers, like everything calmed down like, like, like 30 degrees. <laughs> it went down, and they were the nicest guys. They're like, oh, well, you know, I can see where you'd be like, fascinated by this place. It is a fascinating place. And we, we talk with these, again, we talk with these guys for like 20 minutes. But he's like, look, 
I, if it were up to me, I would let you guys go. I would let you guys go. But it's not up to me. It's up to the owner. And we called him, and he's on his way. And that's when my heart sank again. I'm like, oh, this, oh, come on. Because like, the owner can press charges on you. If you've, if you've done something like that and the owner wants to, he can press charges. Um, so we waited with these guys, and we at least we were talking with them, and, and, and things were good. And then the owner shows up. The owner is this cranky old, probably in his mid-50s, you know, balding, cranky old guy, you know, get-off-my-lawn kind of guy. And uh, he shows up, and the cop, the, the cop was working for us at this point. He was, he was trying to help us out. He was explaining, you know, what we were doing there. And uh, we told the guy, you know, look, we're not here to, we weren't here to cause trouble. We just were fascinated. He's like, you know, that's how dangerous this place is. This place is so dangerous. You guys shouldn't be anywhere. He, he, <laughs> he was more concerned about the liability of us getting hurt there. And I wanted to tell him, like, look, dude you don't realize where we've been. <laughs> like some of the places we've been are way worse than this. Uh, but we didn't say that. Uh, we let him, we let him grumble. And we said, look, we don't, we don't mean any harm. We, 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 we will leave. We won't come back. We won't call. We won't, we, you know, we won't cause any trouble for you. Um, all he wanted in return for letting us go was to tell us where, how we got in so he could seal it up, which we did. We told him where it was, you know, where the hole in the fence was, um, not realizing that there were three or four other ways to get in. We just told him where the one place was. But um, after that, you know, he 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 left and said, you know, all oh, these people come in here, and uh, he, he he you could tell he was mad that he had to come in and actually deal with us. Uh, and I get it. On a Sunday, he probably was watching a game, and he gets a phone call, and he's got to come on down. But in the end, he lightened up and said, you know, I I I totally understand why it's fascinating, but you guys can't come in here. You can't. It's too dangerous. We don't want to have to deal with lawsuits and all of that. Uh, and he let us go. He let us go. And on the way out, the funniest thing was the cops, these cops, was like, you know, uh, the deputy. And the deputy was like this, like, like he's just like, oh, you know, you, you guys could uh, you could walk all around the place and uh, take as many pictures as you want from the street. And there's all kinds of cool vantage points. And he was, he was pointing out all these places we could take pictures from. So in the end, you know, what we thought was going to be an epic slapdown turned out to be okay. We did get a lot of shots from that place. And, and we did actually get some outside shots once, once the cops left. Um, but we left Weirton and we didn't come back. So that's the story of, of Weirton, Weirton Steel. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure we've all had our stories like that. I'm sure, you know, and sometimes you're able to, to duck things or hide or whatever. Um, I, the one thing I, I I'm going to, a couple recommendations as you're listening to this guys, when you're out there and the cops get you dead to rights, don't run. Do not run because that will make it 20 times worse for you. Just stop and walk towards them quietly and calmly all right it's not a good idea to run don't do that second of all don't mouth off i know so many explorers who have gotten the hammer dropped on them because they mouthed off to the authorities all right you know like, oh, you can't do nothing you can't do what do you do we're allowed to be here hey, don't don't do that <laughs> because that will piss them off and that will assure that you're going to get in trouble um one of the best things you can do when you're dealing with a police officer is to is to quietly walk towards them. You know, tell them I, I did not realize that we weren't allowed to be here. Um, you know, if you can explain to them what you're doing and tell them, look, I'm just doing photography. Uh, we're not here to do any harm. You know, once you once you establish that you're not there to do any harm, especially in the inner city, like in a, in a in a in an abandoned factory or something or someplace like that, um, usually right then they'll make the decision like, oh, these guys are harmless. Because you got to realize, these guys don't want to do a ton of extra paperwork. They don't. 
They don't want to sit there and have to fill out all this paperwork because you're, you know, you're in a, in a factory taking pictures. They don't want to do like if you're if you're you know if you're selling crack or you know an arson or scrapping, that's a different story. But um, if you can convince them that you're not a problem and that you you believe, uh, I would say 99% of the time they are just going to be like, get out of here, just don't, just go. Sometimes they'll even be like, oh, okay, well, don't get hurt. I've had that happen in places too. Um, Westinghouse in Cleveland, we actually had a cop roll up on us. We were st- standing there, and Westinghouse is a very open place. If you've never been to Westinghouse in Cleveland, it's a it's a huge old factory. Uh, and the central area of it used to have a roof, but the roof is gone, and it's like a big courtyard now. You can see the courtyard directly from the street. And sometimes the cops will pull up and just kind of look and see what's going on, and usually they'll just wave and, and continue on. They see your camera. They know why you're there. Um, sometimes it's like that, like, oh, don't get hurt. Um, but again, don't piss off the cops. Don't intentionally try to be a hard ass and try to be all big and bad because I guarantee you they're bigger and badder and they have mace and handcuffs and can can bring you into jail. So, you know, just a word to the wise if you're out there and you think you're a big shot, calm it down, okay? Because uh, honestly, when you think about it, guys, I mean, the police are doing their job. If, they, if, you're, if they're coming after you because you're there it's probably because you're not supposed to be there they're doing their job so the best you can the least you can do is try to calm the situation down right and everybody goes home happy <laughs> hopefully all right so that's the story for today um again i i would love to hear more from you guys you know if you have an idea or you have something you'd like to hear about uh, a certain topic by all means uh drop me a message at mr p explorers on facebook um on Instagram, you know, if you're on there, wherever, let me know what you'd like to hear. I'd love, I'd love to hear your feedback. Again, sometimes your ideas kind of kickstart my brain and get my memory going again on certain things. So, you know, I'd be all, all ears. Uh, on that note, I got a raging headache forming here. I got a big old migraine from somewhere I don't know. Uh, so, luckily, I'm, I'm done with my, my talking today. But I hope you guys have a great week. Uh, Finish off your week. Have a great weekend. Um, Next week, I go back to school. So we'll see how that affects my my broadcasting here. But we'll see how that that works out. Anyway, have a great week, guys. Uh, Keep on exploring as always. Document it all. We'll see you on down the line. This is Mr. P signing off.